Perkalef Mishnah Vav. The mitzvah pays to set aside a pay portion while harvesting the field. Meaning the farmer works his way through the field, harvests everything, but leaves something over the end of the field as payah. What if the farmer simply harvested everything without leaving a payah portion? Well, if he did that, he would be in violation of the live prohibition stated in the Pasuk of lo You shall not complete your harvesting without leaving over the payah portion. At the same time, we do not say that what's done is done and nothing further is required of him. No. There's still an outstanding positive commandment. The end of the Pasuk, it says, You shall leave over the pay a portion for the poor. This obligates the farmer in our case to take a portion of the harvested produce and set that aside as pay for the poor. An important feature of pay a portion that we discussed in the earlier Mishnayos is the fact that the pay a portion is exempt from all tithes. The poor person need not set aside truma for the Kohen or Maeserishon for the Levi, etc. But this Mishnah qualifies that aspect of pay as follows. Mishnah states, La'olam hu nosein mishum upater minam maesros This continues to be the case that if ultimately he does set aside a pay portion, that portion will be exempt from all tithes unless he neglected to set aside the pay portion until he not only harvested the field, but processed the crop through the step of you know, separating the chaff, you know, the bad part of the crop, and piling it all up and smoothing the pile. If he postponed the mitzvah beyond that stage, then that pay portion would no longer be exempt from the tithing requirements. For the smoothing of the pile of grain is a very significant step in the context of the obligation of the various tithes. For upon the smoothing of the pile of grain, the various tithing obligations set in in the practical sense. At that point, the farmer is obligated to tithe the produce, even if he has up until this point shirked his duty to set aside some of that as payoff. At this point, every last bit of grain will be subject to the tithing obligations. And so practically what he'll have to do in this case is first tithe the produce, and then set aside a pay portion from the tithe produce so as not to transfer the burden of the tithing obligation to the poor person, to the recipient of the pay. The mission mentions other ways in which smoothing of the pile of grain is halachically significant. The mission states, V'nosein mishum hefker upatr min hamaisros now the halacha that applies only until the grain is smooth in the pile is the possibility of declaring one's crops as hefkers ownerless and thereby exempting the crops from the tithing obligations. That method works if he declared the crops as hefker before the stage of processing that of smoothing out the piles. But again, once he smooths the piles... Well, then the Meister obligation fully sets in. At this point, declaring the crops hefker will be of no avail, will not absolve the crops of the tithing obligations. Additionally, up until when he smooths the grain, the piles, 
you may feed even a large quantity of the grain to an animal without having to tie the produce. But once he does this, smooth out the piles, even doing that, even using the grain in that way, feeding it to the animal will be prohibited without first tithing the produce. Also, v'notel min ha-goren v'zoreah, u'patr min adds another, v'kiva says, another way that one could sort of circumvent tithing obligations is by taking the grain and planting it. It replants the produce, and it becomes part of the ground, and is completely exempt from any tithing obligation. This option would be available only till the stage of where he smooths out the piles. But we, Paskin, like the other opinion that uh, this would not be acceptable. Their bonan say a person can't do this. You're replanted to exempt the tithing obligations. Uh, even if he does so before the piles are smoothed out, the Mishnah continues. Also on this list, Kohen Velevi Shilokhu Es Hagoren, a Kohen or Levi, that purchases grain when it's still on the granary, it's still uh, being sorted out, it's removing the chaff, etc. The relevant tithing portions will belong to them. But only, once again, this will only be the case until the crop has been smoothed out on the granary. At that point, the Rabbanan said this would no longer be the case. The Mishnah is saying as follows. The basic halacha is that if a Kohen or a Levi purchases untithed produce, Allah is that he has a ritual obligation to separate the truma and the maiserishan, etc. But if, well, let's say, talking about a levi, Allah is he separates the maiserishan and then keeps it for himself because he is a levi. Maiserishan, in any case, goes to a levi. So this might motivate a Israel and levi to cut a deal and say, Israel says to the levi, Here, I'll sell you all of this grain at a 5% discount. The Israel seller is happy to do so. Because normally, if he would tithe it himself, he's going to lose about 12% of the crop after he's done with the truma and the other maestros. The levy purchaser is happy with this as well, because in practice, it means that he'll be able to fully keep that 10% of maestrishon. The Rabbana basically banned this, they didn't absolutely ban it. They said that in the typical scenario, a person would purchase grain, which is after it's smoothed out, and said, they can't do this. Rather, in practice, if, say, the levy purchases crops at that point, he will not only have to separate the Maiserishon, but give that away to a different levy. So there would no longer be any incentive to cut such a deal. But if they made this arrangement before the grain was smoothed out in the piles, Rabbanan didn't get involved in that case. That would be a rare case. Rabbanan did not implement their decree in that case. And finally, the Mishnah states, Hamagdish Upode. If one consecrated his untied produce to the base of Migdash, but then subsequently redeemed it, the produce would return to its original state, that the tithing obligations would apply to it, unless the untied produce was left in the jurisdiction of the base of Migdash through the stage of smoothing it out in the piles. If at that critical juncture, was still in the jurisdiction of the base of Mikdash. Allah is that even if a person would subsequently redeem the produce back, you would not have to give the various tithes because the base of Mikdash is not obligated to tithe produce in its possession. And being that the produce here was in the possession of the base of Mikdash, the critical juncture of the smoothing of the piles when 
tithing obligations set in, the produce will never have any tithing obligations, and even if later, a person buys that back from the base of Migdash.